You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. The title of my message is Refined. So I'm going to share the definition real quick of, being, of refined. With impurities or unwanted elements having been removed by processing. So that's the title of my message, Refined. Um, I've encountered a lot of breakthroughs, so I'm just really honored to speak on this. Um, my first point is on obstacles. So I feel, for me, myself, I like to play hardball a lot. And um, I like to, what I found myself doing was I found myself finding anything I could find, any obstacle I could find, um, you know, to basically turn away from serving, saying I'm too busy, you know, I'm running a business, I got a wife. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to make a lot of stuff happen. But I learned that, um, that that's just getting in the way of my breakthrough. So it's, uh, it's good for us to find where our obstacles are. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we putting in front of ourselves that, that's really stopping us? Because truly on the other side of the obstacle, whatever it is that you're making either the excuse or the reason of or, you know, just whatever it is, the breakthrough is on the other side. And you can't, there's no way that you're going to achieve or unlock that breakthrough unless you get past that obstacle. So we got to let, we got to stop letting stuff get in the way of our breakthrough, get in the way of uh, us building our legacies, getting uh, in the way of us changing our families, the trajectory of, of everything. Um, I mean, I've, I've had so much obstacles that I let get in front of me. Um, I'll share a quick story. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't think I've ever even told them, but I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and share it. Uh, I'm not saying no name, so don't ask me after the service who it was. Don't, I'm, not, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not saying his name. So anyways, um, there was an usher here at the time. I didn't want to be here at all. I wanted to be at my old church. I did not want to be here. My wife found, like, community here. It was awesome. She loved all the people of East Lake Awaken, and um, she wanted to be here. I didn't, so I started coming, and I was pretty disgruntled. I didn't want to be here. I was, you know, I was not a happy camper at all, but I was showing up, and um, there was an usher, and he used to be right there at that door all the time. So when I'd walk in the door before the, I, you know, before I'm walking through the foyer, I'd be on the lookout, like, is this guy at the right door because when you're walking in it's the right then you got to the left that one so I'd be looking I'd say hey is he is he there because if he was at the right door I'm going to the left because I don't want to deal with this dude this dude was and you know what's crazy he's the most resourceful most nicest guy I mean loving he spoke he I ended up being in like a connect group with him he ended up speaking the most like declaring precious promising words over my entire life and just me being disgruntled disgruntled Anthony I didn't want to deal with him but he'd always meet me at the door and say, hey, good morning, brother, shake my hand, whatever, let me help you find a seat, and I'm a weirdo, so I didn't want no one picking my seat, I want to pick my own seat, yeah, I, I don't know if it's like control issues or what, you guys pray for me, but, you know, so, you know, it is what it is, but, um, and I like sitting on the end, I always sit on the end of the roads, I can't sit in the middle of the road, I'm weird, you know, I just got to be able to run to my truck quickly when it's over and, you know, get out of here, but, so, Anyways, this guy would grab me by the back of the neck, kind of, and like, hey, I'm going to find you a seat. And we'd be walking down the aisle, and, oh, man, I'd be like, okay, first off, like, you're telling me where to sit. Second off, you're grabbing me. I don't like all that. Like, this is getting a little too much. You guys do it again, I'm out of here. Like, you guys are some weirdos. So, I mean, think about that, though. And you know what's crazy is God kind of threw it right back in my face. Because through time, I realized who this man was. And I realized everything that he's done for me, how he's like unlocked my mindset, prayed stuff over me, showed me how to be a winner, uh, just all kinds of things. So my challenge to you is, you know, you guys got to ask yourself, what obstacles are you letting get in your way? 
You really, you really have to tap into that. You really got to take a second because you know what? It's, I mean, it's just so easy. It's easy to do. But I'll tell you what, from real lifing it and, and really going through it, walking a little bit through the fire, it's worth it. There's something about fire. There's something about fire. Being in the fire is good. There's something about it. You know, when you walk out of there, you're a whole different person. You, I mean, just, just exponential growth. It's crazy. So, yeah, you know, I always thought I was too busy. I thought I had too much going on. Then I met my parino, Rudy, and then I had to think twice. So, you know, it kind of humbled me a little bit, you know, and, you know, I took a step back and realized, hey, you know what? You're busy, but you ain't that busy. So, yeah. And then they mentioned soaking and serving. That, okay, so that's like, that, that's, that's phase number two. And that was like, I was like, dude, like if I, you know, I'm already giving you my time, man, you know, cause I'm thinking I'm too busy and then I got to sit for the next one. Like I can't do it, but um, you know, I do it now and I do it proud. I do it happy. I'm expectant. And, and every single week, every single week when I leave here from doing that and giving my time, I walk out of here better. And that paves the way for my week. That paves the way that my family said. I control the atmosphere in my home. I, I, I do it all. And it's all through serving. So let's not let obstacle, obstacles get in our way. And uh, just my quick point, number two, um, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You really do. Because um, it's a safe spot. And here we don't play safe, you know, because there's nothing fun about playing safe. You know, everything we do, we go big. That's what this church has taught me, that we go big here. We don't like small stuff. We like big stuff. So we go big with everything we do. And, and I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. But when I did it, I ended up meeting um, Enrique. He found out that I actually exist because my wife met him before me. And she'd always say, my husband, my husband, Anthony. And he'd be like, mija, uh, you know, you always talk about him, but I never see him. So then he finally met me. He's seen that I existed. And then he asked me to join his count team. So, I, you know, I'm still kind of in my basement. And I'm kind of like, you know, trying to do my own thing. So he asked me, do you want to be on my count team? And I said, yeah, sure. It's perfect because I don't got to deal with no one. I don't got to meet with no one. Like, you know, there's like no team huddles, no run sheets. Like, none of that stuff. It's excellent. So, like, that's my cup of tea. So, you know, it's just one, you and one person, and that's it in that back room. You know, counting some money and marking some sheets. So it worked out perfect. And then, um, so COVID hit, and it kind of like they stopped accepting physical cash for a while. And I thought the Lord gave me a vacation. I thought he was like, you can take a break. Like, you've been working hard. Like, well done, my faithful servant. So I thought I was on vacation. And my wife kept telling me, she's like, hey, you know, you got to serve. You got to serve. I'm like, babe, the Lord's telling me that I'm on vacation. Like, I'm good. You've seen me. Like, I already took the steps. I did what I needed to do. It's not my fault. I didn't, call, you know, I didn't do the China virus. It's not my fault. Like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, so I thought I was on vacation. And then we had a whole new wrath of new people start attending our church and kids club needed help. And then so she's like hitting me and I'm like, you know, I'm starting to get bruised ribs because it's, you know, she's done it so much. And um, yeah, she tells me, you should serve in kids. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah, but so I, she actually had brought up, um, Jose Rubacaba, and for those that you know him, Jose Rubacaba is one of the most generous men that I've ever met in my entire life with all of his, um, all of his time, all of his assets, everything that he owns, everything that he does. I mean, he's the guy that's responsible for all these screens and all over the place. I mean, he's awesome. He's such a great man. And um, with Jose Rubacaba, he's 
most of the time, the first person here and the last person to leave from my, from my view. And she brought that up. She's like, do you think Jose, like Jose got a huge business. It's big. You know, he got all kinds of stuff going on. And look at him. Like he carves time out. There's no excuse. He carves time out to serve the Lord, to be in the Lord's house, to build the Lord's house. And I thought about it. I was like, wow, that's true. Like this guy got so much going on and yet here he is. So I opened up my heart. I went to kids. I ended up really liking it. It was fun. Um, it's a great time, great place to be. I learned a lot with the little kids. I've seen everything that Bethany mentioned with these kids, like praying and, and doing their thing. Like, that's real life. These kids are right here, like, putting their little hands together, like, Father God, thank you so much. Like, you know, and, and they're teaching these kids how to pray. So, it was, you know, I had an awesome experience over there. And, um, you know, oh, going back to it, I don't think I, I was voluntold. And, and that's, actually, that's actually a word. And that's what the good wives do. The wives, uh, a wife will voluntold you, you know, to get up, you ain't on vacation and, and get in gear. So yeah, I was voluntold, but yeah, it, it worked out. So um, through me opening up my heart, really, I've experienced so much breakthrough. Uh, I met the most awesome people. I, break, I, I made all kinds of awesome connections with people and uh, relationships and friendships. And um, my last point, um, real quick, I'll land the plane real quick. It's breakthrough to the breaking. So, I mean, throughout this whole process, we were, um, we're hoping for a new home. Uh, we had a lot of debt to pay off, um, all kinds of stuff. And I mean, everything happened so quick. It was just like, God expedites stuff. He's a king of expediting stuff. And you know what? He helped us pay off from us having an open heart, a servitude heart, and us giving our time um, and, and tithes and everything else, and just giving ourselves to the church. He's helped us pay off six digits of debt. And um, quickly too, within two months, He's blessed us with a beautiful home. We used to live in University Heights. We lived 25 minutes away, um, you know, basically an hour there and back. It was a long time. And we were spending a lot of days here, you know, giving our time to the church. And he blessed us with a beautiful home, a beautiful home in Benita, about less than 10 minutes away. Um, you know, I've met the most awesome people. I met Dr. Stephen one night uh, at Freedom Night. I walked in there and, you know, everyone just hands up, like, you know, just receiving. And he comes over to me and he speaks this word over me, like, you got the spirit of anger over you. And I was like, wow, like, I do get mad sometimes. But, like, yeah, you know, so I was like, wow. And, you know, and he casted it off me and he broke it off me. And, yeah, I still get mad, but I don't get mad like that. So, you know, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. And, um, yeah, all to God, all to God, really, honestly. And just the, the people that I've met and the people that you'll meet through serving is incredible. I mean, it's not transactional, but it almost ends up being transactional because the Lord just wants to bless you. It's like you take a step and, and here you go. You know, you pour your cup out, he's going to fill your cup up. So it's been so awesome. I've met, you know, I've got invited to a Christmas party. That Christmas party changed my life. Um, I got invited to a Christmas party. Some guy named Frank Torrey walked me over to a guy named Chris Aguilar. And then I'm talking to Chris Aguilar and I don't even know the dude. And I'm like, oh, wow, like kind of you know, struck a little bit. And uh, I mean, this guy has mentored me. He's helped my business 2X, 3X my business right away with simple minor tweaks, just all kinds of stuff from being in the house of the Lord. So I encourage all you guys to, you know, take the step, you know, get out of your comfort zone. It's not easy. It's not easy for none of us. We all got stuff going on, but you know, it's about, you know, drawing the line in the sand. It's asking yourself, what do you want? What do you want? Where do you want to be? What do you want for your family or even for yourself? Whatever it is, so with that being said, I'm going to land the plane. Um, I thank you guys for your time. Thank you guys for listening to me. Pastor. Take it out. Give it up for Anthony. How amazing was that? Wow. One of my favorite people, one of my favorite families. 
So proud of you guys. So amazing. All right, we're going to now transition to another one of them. Just the whole church is filled with my favorite people. All of you are my favorites. And now we're going to hear from um, the better half of Ito Fuerte, who uh, Lori and Ito look after our youth and um, have done an amazing job. Uh, God, come on, come on, hello. Come on. So will you please welcome to the stage the beautiful, the powerhouse, the anointed Lori Fuerte. Hi, everybody. Thank you, thank you. You guys may have your seat. Like Pastor Mike has said, my husband and I, we get to lead the youth here at Awaken Eastlake. And that has been such an amazing blessing. And I just want to say first and foremost, thank you guys for entrusting us with the youth and trusting us to lead them. And we just thank you so much for asking us. So I just want to share with you guys why I serve and the significance is made on my life. So recently, as many of you guys know, I just had a baby back in August, and <laughs> the beautiful baby Luke, and during that time, I was like about seven months pregnant, and Pastor Mike and Pastor Katie asked Etho and I, like, they were like, would you guys, do you guys want to serve in the youth? And at the time, we are like, the youth? Us? And I remember thinking to myself, like, but I'm not cool. That was my legit first reaction. I'm not cool. And then... My husband, like, when he found out, he was like, come on, babe. Like, I know we've never seen ourselves leading the youth, but we say yes to God. That's what the Fuerte family do. We say yes to God. And then, I mean, like, it was like, yeah, that's true. We always say yes to God. And, and serving has been, there's been stretches in the serving. But this was, like, a big stretch for me. And I was like, but we both work. Like, we both work two jobs. And it's like, and we're about to have a baby. Like, I've never been a mom before. Like, how am I supposed to serve? Work, work full time and then learn how to be a mom. Like I was kind of like the skeptical one. Like I don't know how this is going to work, but you're right, babe. We say yes to God, so let's just do it. I, I don't know how, like I've never ran a ministry before and I've never been a mom, so we're just going to figure this thing out together. So, um, so we said yes to the unknown. But the beautiful thing about saying yes to the unknown is that we know that God does his greatest works in the unknown. And there's two reasons why. One is because you have to put your full trust in God. And number two is because you need to have faith. And faith activates so much. So we, so we just took a chance. We were just like, you know what, God? Yes, we're going to say yes to you. But, and that sounds like super like nice and pretty. Like, okay, you said yes to God, yay. But it wasn't easy for me. It was like super hard. Like in the beginning, my family would tell me, are you crazy, Lori? You just had a baby. You're not even a month postpartum, and you're already going to church, and you're already serving. Like, what kind of, like, I, some family members, if I could be real with you, they're even telling me, like, that you're such a bad mom. Oh, my poor nephew. Oh, poor orphan Luke. They named him Orphan Luke. And I wouldn't even leave him. I literally wouldn't leave him that long, but it was just like, okay, I have to go to a meeting on Tuesday, so my mom's going to watch him for a little bit. Or on church, I didn't want to take him out because he was just too young still, so I left him with my mom in church. And then I would get, like, my family members were just, like, saying these evil things, like, saying that I'm not a good mom. And, and that really hit me hard. And so I was trying to serve and trying to, you know, do things for the Lord. But then I have, like, this enemy, like, attacking me with my motherhood of being a good mom. And it was just really hard. And, and it, and it kind of got a little ugly for me. I, 
I felt like just, I felt so like this heavy burden on, on my life and I wanted to serve so bad because my deepest desires in life was to, is to serve. And I remember um, my husband and I, he would always ask me like, babe, like, like what's your biggest dream? And I was like, honestly, to be a stay-at-home wife and to serve at the church. That, that was my deepest desire. That was like what I've always dreamt of, but I worked full-time. And by working full-time, I was like, and we had a mortgage and I was like, we can't do that. Like my dream is just a dream. There's there's no way there's no way possible that I could ever get to just serve God's kingdom. And I knew that and I was like, okay, well if I have a mortgage, I can't do that. But by serving God, like so much has changed. But in that moment, I was just so overwhelmed with focusing on myself that I saw something shift in my husband. We were serving maybe like about a month or so and on the weekdays, I would kind of give my husband a hard time. I would be like, I don't know why we're doing this. We, we shouldn't be serving. Like, look at us. Like, we're no one. Like, we don't have our stuff together. Like, oh, my gosh, we can't do this. And then I would come on a Wednesday or on a Sunday. I was like, yes, this is why, Lord, this is why I serve. And then, like, I loved it. And I'm like, why am I acting bipolar? Like, I was literally one person at home. And then I come to church. I was like, oh, yeah, I love God. I love serving. And I was like someone else. And then it came to a point, like, we were driving to my mom's house to pick up Luke. And um, I was like probably ranting to Etho about like, oh, we shouldn't be serving. This is too much for us. And then he told me, he's all, babe, do you really think the enemy was going to let us do this without any resistance? Did you really think that he was just going to be like, go ahead, serve God's kingdom, make a difference in the lives of the youth here at, at Eastlake Church? Like, no. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. Like, the enemy's not going to go um, let us serve without resistance. And you're going to get either by family members or whatever it might be. People might be telling you, like, you shouldn't serve because of this reason. Or maybe you don't have time and you feel like, man, in this season of my life, like, there's no time for me to serve. Like Anthony was saying, and we could come up with any excuse and every excuse imaginable to serve. But by serving, it unlocks like when you serve, you stand under the umbrella of God and under, and then you, and when you align yourself with the Lord's purpose, he starts blessing you, blessing you beyond imaginable. And um, so in that moment, in that car, like I shifted my perspective right there in, in that car. I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to go all in. I was kind of a little bitter about it at first saying like, why are you stealing the time I have away from my child? Why, why do I have to do all this? I'm already like booked up to here. And now I have to, a youth ministry to run. But in that moment, I was like, you know what, God, I trust you. And I get to serve and I want to serve. So you know what? I'm just going to serve you with all my heart. And in that moment, like something shifted in the spiritual realm and um, just in my life. And I started serving with joy. Now, before I was serving, but I kind of felt like I had to serve because I wanted to just say yes to God and say yes to my husband so he wouldn't be mad. But then... <laughs> honestly. But, but then when I said yes, and I was like, God, I'm going to go full force. I started serving with joy again. I started, I started serving with a purpose. And, and then I, all of a sudden I started having so much fun serving with the youth. And it's a little uncomfortable sometimes because they take you out of your uncomfort zone. And sometimes you have to like make yourself look like a fool so that they'll like do it with you. Um, but it's been the most humbling experience. And in Psalms 37 verse 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
See, we can make any excuse why not to serve, but let me tell you, when I started delighting myself in the Lord, when I started having joy again, when I started saying I get to serve and not that I have to serve, something supernatural happened. And before, yes, before, like, during the, my whole postpartum, I was like, okay, counting down the time. I have four months left. I have three months left before I have to go back to work. And there was no way that I was able, in that time that I would not be able to, that I had to go back to work, basically. And just within, like, a few weeks of me deciding that, yes, I'm going to serve you, Lord, with all my heart. I'm going to go all in. God literally, supernaturally granted me the deepest desires of my heart, and that was to be a stay-at-home wife and to serve God's kingdom. Like, a month prior to that, there's no way that I could have, we could have been financially ready to do that. But God works in mysterious ways. And I believe wholeheartedly that because I delighted myself in the Lord, he granted me the deepest and the most precious desires of my heart. And I know for a fact that if he could do that for me, and this, remember, that dream was kind of like unfathomable. Like I couldn't, there's no way that I could ever reach it. But I know if he did that for me, he could do that for you if you, if you just say yes to God. If you say yes to serving. And in that time too, when I, said it, when I decided to say yes to God, I remember asking and praying this prayer to God. I was like, God, give me a passion for the youth. Because to be honest with you, I love serving in the kids' church, but I didn't really have a passion for the youth. But our beautiful Pastor Marissa and Pastor Sterling, and they lead the entire um, youth ministry here at Awaken Church, they said, if you don't have a passion for it, it's okay. Just ask God for it. Pray that God give you a passion. So whatever you do, like, if, if you don't know where to serve and you're just like, well, God, just use me, serve anywhere and all you have to do is ask God to give you a passion for it. And he will give you that passion. He gave me that passion for the youth. And I know that he could give you a passion, whether it be kids' church, the high team. It could be any area of ministry. Or it could even be serving alongside your husband or your wife. And just like even if you don't see yourself there, there's such a beauty um, when you start serving alongside your spouse. And I know by me saying yes 100% to God, I know that made my husband a better man and a better, um, and a better youth leader. So I just want to encourage you guys, whatever area you are in your life, make room for God. Say yes to God and delight yourself doing it, and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Thank you. Give it up for Lori Fuerte. How amazing was that? Come on. Well, before we get the last person up here, I want to just take two seconds and just really honor you guys. Um, so we had a youth rally night a couple, or last Sunday, I think, and they had um, 80 young people from our campus get up to this rally night. And it's been an amazing story because Ito is a police officer and his schedule, um, I didn't really ask if I could do this, I'm going to just, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, his schedule uh, involves him working on Wednesday nights, and that's when youth is. And so for the, the, I think it was probably four or five months of taking over the youth, Ito would take a vacation day from his own personal leave stash to be at Wednesday nights. And I was like, dude, what are you, you, what are you gonna do like for your own like actual vacation? He was like, well, take care of the kingdom first and God will, get, God will take care of the rest. And so now, Ito's about to step into a brand new promotion as a detective that gives him Sundays and Wednesdays free. Come on, just so proud of you guys. And so Katie and I actually wanna just bless you guys for um, just what you've sewn in. We're gonna send you guys to Del Mar for an overnight 
And I uh, just want to take care of you guys and just bless you for all you've sowed into the youth. I know every parent of a teenager here thanks you guys. We love you. God bless you guys. Come on. All right, and bringing it home is the real estate mogul himself. Come on. I love Ryan and Lilia Branco. I'm just so proud of you guys and what you've done and just seeing your business flourish. Man, you are just such a gift, you and your wife, to this campus. So will you please welcome to the stage, bat and clean up, my man, Ryan Branco. Yeah, I almost did a biting right there. Sorry. How's everybody doing? Okay, so I got 10 minutes to go through this thing, and I just want to say thank you for hearing me. But more importantly, God, thank you for getting me to this place, Lord, where I get to give you glory, oh God, in your name. So, Pastor Mike, Pastor Katie, we love you. If it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be here because of what they do and all the pastoral staff. I'm really thankful because, you know, God gave me a word, but I got like 10 minutes to go through this thing. So, <laughs> I'm going to do the best I can, praise the Lord. This is a message for men. Do I have any men in this house? Come on. If you didn't sign up for Emerge and you're not on my team, you ain't a man. Yes, I am a captain, and I'm going to go ahead and put that out there because I got the mic. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, but look, the, <laughs> the title of my message is A Time for War. A Time for War. But before I get into that, let me just tell you, I was equally offended. Yes, and healed by Jesus. And I walked away from the church for a whole year. Me and my wife, yeah. And my name's Ryan Branco, and this is my beautiful, sexy Mexi, Lilia. <laughs> Sorry, honey, didn't mean to put you on the spot. We love the Lord, and I have my three beautiful kids right over there, my girl recording me, and my mother-in-law, Mama Lily. This is historical because at this moment, I can just tell you, there was a time where I didn't let things get to me, but this got to me because I came into the house of God. And I was actually one of the people that helped them get this building. And I'm not saying that for any glory because he gets all the glory. And it was one moment when God used me to help the church find their first building. And I'm thankful to God for that because I get to stand here today. I get to be on the worship. I get to sing. I get to bless the Lord. I, get to, I was a usher, not an usher, I was a security team because uh, Mr. Josh, where's Josh? He in here? No. Josh the, uh, uh, Dominguez, he just said, hey, I need men on my team. I just said, yes, Lord, I'll do it, you know, but I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Come on. So I, get to, I got to be a doorkeeper, and I, I tell you what, there's nothing more, more um, pleasing to God when someone surrenders their life to God, and they just say, you know what, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Gideon was a man that wanted to uh, keep doing his business in the marketplace, and he was threshing wheat, you know, and then the angel of the Lord appeared to him. You can read this, because I don't have a, a whole lot of time to go through this, but uh, you go to Judges chapter 6, 11 through 14, angel appears to him and says, oh, mighty man of valor. He's like, God has chosen you to uh, deliver the children of Israel from the Midianites, okay? The, the Midianites had an army of 15,000 people, and this guy was like, why has all this come upon us? What, what, what for, Lord? What for? And he just basically encouraged him. And then Gideon said, yes. He said, yes, I will do it. Through a series of events, he ended up surrendering all that he had to go after what God told him he was going to do. And God chose 300 men, 300 men to go against 15,000. And guess what? They defeated every one of them. 
when God calls you to do something and you kind of frail away because of offense or because of a past experience, let me just tell you, you are not giving any glory to God nor to yourself being shy. You need to step into God's glory and tell him, hey, I will do whatever you tell me to do. He's going to tell you, pick up a broom and sweep the floor. Yes, Lord. Come on. He's going to tell you it's time to, it's time to be on the usher team. It's time to, you know, uh, sign up and, and audition for the worship team. Yes, Lord. God wants to anoint you for good use. Right? So you don't want to just use you. Nobody wants to be used. God wants to pour into you, and he wants, to, he wants to anoint you. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to his kingdom. Now, I, don't ask me about notes and things. I learned that back in choir and all that, but I can get out here, and I can hear a song, and I can sing it. Praise the Lord. I'm admitting my, my weakness, but can I perfect that? Yes, and he can help me to perfect that so that I can bless his kingdom. But guess what? I can still give glory to his name. Amen? But you got to say yes. So, you know... Use it or lose it. Point number one. You got something, you got to use, you know, your glory for God. You, not, you need to put it to work, but it ain't going to work unless you step into what God has called you to do. And some of you are here today speaking to the men. I believe God has a lot of you in here that have basically said, you know, I want to say yes, but I got this obligation, that obligation, and this thing and that thing. But look, you can make all the excuses in the world, but God with your time, is more abundant than anything you could ever think or do, right? He says he'll, he'll bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. He'll give to you, but he'll pour into you. And the one thing that you guys have to understand is that he wants to bless you. He wants to utilize you. He's looking for people that will stand and say, yes, Lord. Amen. You know, and, and it's a joy because I get to uh, have my children with me in the service, and my children will go, and they will serve, you know, in the children's ministry, which we used to serve in at one point. And I'll tell you, it was a blessing, but I remember a time where, you know, uh, Sister Carla was talking about being offended, <laughs> and uh, she took over at that time, and I remember showing up, we were at AMC Theater, and I just remember, oh, um, we need you here at 8.30, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's funny. I got to go put up open house signs. I've got all this stuff going on. And, you know, I'll be here at like 930. She's like, no, we're trying to develop a culture. And I'm like, what? I, you know, come on. And I've been two months, you know, and everybody wanted me to preach for the kids. And I did. And, you know, all I can tell you is this. What a blessing it was to actually go through what I went through. Because a year later when I got over myself, Amen. <laughs> And God sought after me, and God sought after my wife. He sought after my kids, and I still prayed because I'm like, Lord, I bless you. I thank you because no matter what, I know that you have something for me and my family, and I refuse to let the enemy into my house. I refuse to let him into my mind. I refuse to let him take me out of the will of God that he already has preordained for me. You know, Marco was up here the other day, and he was preaching about about scenes, you know, in, in, a, in a play and how that, you know, God's already got the scenes set up for you. And what a blessing because you know what? God does have everything set up for you. The question is, what are you going to do with your time while you're here? Are you just here to receive? Well, praise the Lord because it's a step in the right direction because you're here. But know that God is going to give you so much more when you step into his glorious opportunity to work for his kingdom and you get to do the things of God that you, you wouldn't otherwise be doing unless you just walked by faith. 
Amen? Salud. You know, Pastor Mike, he asked me to uh, do this three by 10, but um, one of the things that really blesses me is that this is a man of God, this is a woman of God that see potential. And they see what God is doing in your life. But they're not going to see that potential unless you are walking in the way. And God wants to do things in your life, and he will do them, but you have to give him opportunity. Amen? I'll wrap this up with this one thing. Men, you're, gonna, you're like a, a stock of iron. And that stock of iron needs to go into a fire, and it needs to be beat on. That stock of iron, if you want to be a sword and be uh, used for God's kingdom, look, you're going to have to go through the fire. You know how you get lit? You get into service. That's how you get lit. That's, that's really getting lit. You get in the fire, and then God pulls you out. He's going to beat on you a little bit. He's going to form you and mold you into a sword. So then it's when, time for you men to stand up and be some emerged men. Guess what? You're going to have a sharp sword. You're going to be able to bless the Lord, bless his kingdom, and anything that comes in your path will not be able to affect you because you have your trust in our God. And it's a time for war. He said in the book of, uh, I'll just finish here, Joel chapter 3. Verse 9 through 10, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. You have, you got a pitchfork? Pull it out. You got something. You got talents. I don't know what it is. Some of you in here, you're like, I ain't going to go do that because, you know. Amen? I ain't going to do that because, well, you know what? You ain't going to do it. Someone else will go do it. You got to get yourself into service. And service will bless you because God will pour out his anointing on you. And he'll start to reveal to you things that you've never seen before. Amen? It's a time for war, guys. We're living in a time where we get to be in church because our church decided we're going to open the doors regardless. I mean, where else do you want to be? Come on. Where else do you want to be? This is your opportunity to make that happen you can go sign up outside and pastor will touch on that. But let me tell you something. We love you. You are accepted here. You are beloved. And guess what? You do have something to offer. Walk in it. Walk in it. Gabe Mendez, God bless you, man. So good to see you, brother. I'm telling you guys, we love you and the church loves you and God loves you even more. And he wants to make sure that you get to do all that he's created you to do. Amen. Thank you, pastor. Amazing, man. Give it up for Ryan Branco. Give it up for Lori Fuerte, Anthony Gonzalez. Go ahead and hop to your feet really quick as we close. Man, I'm just so proud of you guys. You know, it's like, I don't know, they talk about in marriage, you know, you, uh, you get married and, and there's the honeymoon phase and you're just bubbling with excitement. It's all amazing. But, you know, people who have a great marriage, like my wife and I do, after 10 years, you, we love each other even more than way back then. And even even the honeymoon phase is so far eclipsed by, you know, the love we have. And that's how I feel about this church. I remember the excitement of first being here and just, you know, just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But man, I'm telling you, almost eight years later, having done everything under the sun for this church, I just, I love it. And the Bible says that the way of the righteous winds upward. Man, I'm telling you, 
It never stops. Even as the campus pastors, we are still just in love with you guys, with this church, with God pouring out his favor on our life. And so I want you to take to heart today what you heard from these amazing men and women. And God's not, there's nothing, no offense, nothing special about them, nothing special about me. We just believe in the principles of God. And God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of his principles. So as we close here really quick, last 30 seconds we've got, I'd love to just bow your heads and, and close your eyes. I want to just pray for a couple people. If you're in here today, and maybe you you look at, at um, the men and women that were on the stage, and it just, that feels like the moon to you. Like there is no, you feel so infinitely far away from that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And I want to tell you that, you know, you may think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm still, I'm just, I don't even, barely even know God. Don't know him at all. Just barely limp my way into church. Well, guess what? That's where every single one of us start. All of us. That's everybody's story. That's every Christian's story. So maybe you're in here today and and it's time for you to start that story for the first time. Maybe you've never actually submitted your life to the Lordship of Jesus. You know, a lot of people say Jesus is Lord, but do you actually say that he is my Lord? So I want to just take a second and and, um, and walk you through a simple prayer if that's you. Maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That's it. Very simple. Don't have to go say a bunch of Hail Marys, no Our Fathers, no doing a bunch of good deeds that way, the bad ones. It's just belief in him. And so maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. Maybe you did a long time ago and whatever, life got in the way. You've fallen away, slipped away. Doesn't matter. He doesn't care. I don't care. Or maybe today you just feel far from God. Well, I want to just reintroduce you today by walking you through that simple prayer. So that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed. On the count of three, I want you to shoot up your hand so I know who I'm praying with. If you're in any one of those three groups of people, one, two, three. Awesome. See those hands right there? Amazing. See that hand right there? Beautiful couple. See that hand right there in the jacket? Amazing. Amazing. See that hand right there in the back in the black jacket? You're amazing. Right there, I see you, young lady. Amazing. Right here, beautiful young lady. Amazing. Anybody else need to make that decision today? Come on. So proud of you. So we're going to pray this prayer together. I'm going to walk you through a very, very simple prayer. And everybody in this building is going to pray it alongside of you. And if you're praying this for the first time, I want you to pray it loud. I want you to pray it proud. One of the great things about following God is you get a bunch of, you get God as your father, but you get a bunch of brothers and sisters too. So we're going to pray this right alongside you. So come on, everybody in the building, let's pray this. Let's say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for sending Jesus on a rescue mission to save me. Today I declare my sins are forgiven. I am a child of God. Heaven is my home and an adventure awaits. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.